Hello, everybody, and welcome to another mini-episode of the I Think It's a Classic podcast. I'm your host, Dana Scale. Joining me is my co-host, John Brummer. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? Uh, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Stoked to record this mini-episode. I want to start off with uh, thanking everybody out there for listening, downloading, and subscribing on whatever podcatcher you use been noticing the numbers and uh it's for something that we do that's just kind of a, a f- oh well it's it's fun for me but um john really a- appreciates all more so than me the, all the help that you've given us by listening to the show folks yes i i love that everyone has been li- or that people have been listening but uh you know if you guys could just tell more friends i i owe a lot of money to my bookies and they're telling me that they're gonna take my thumb so if we could, you know, get this out there and, and, you know, we appreciate everyone who has listened. We, we did, we wouldn't know what to do without you, but please help me save my thumbs. Tell everybody, you know, about the show. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody help save John's thumbs. Hey, John, can you give me a second here real quick? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Hey folks, um, John doesn't know that we don't get paid for this. He he thinks that there's a podcast CEO that's going to send him a check once we get to 20 episodes. So if you could just keep the illusion going a little longer, that'd be great. All right. Hey, John, I'm back. I'm back. Oh, hey, hey it's a good thing that you're a whispering. Yeah. So I couldn't hear you. Oh, yeah. I was just uh, d- d- talking about uh, d- 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 what we're going to talk about in a podcast today with music. Oh, hey, uh, Tannis, can you give me a second? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Hold on. I, I, I got go. I got a phone call anyway. Hold on. Uh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Hey, everybody. This is John. Um, I, I just wanted to let you guys know that uh, Tannis doesn't understand when he was whispering that I could hear him. And and I don't actually think that there's a CEO that's gonna pay us. I just don't want them to take my thumbs. Uh, thank thanks everybody. Thank you for giving me that time. Uh, uh yeah, I'm I'm back. Okay, Tana. I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you. Bye. Oh, hey, I'm back. I'm back. All hey. right. Hey. Whew, yeah. All right. Cool. Well, well, uh, John, what have you been up to lately? Uh, not much. It was Halloween, and um. Oh wait, you mean yeah. it was Halloween? <laughs> I only got a couple of razor bl- or candy apples with razor blades in them, so I was a little disappointed. I wanted more. <laughs> What'd you do this Halloween? Did you wanna get to do anything cool? Uh, not really. I, I, uh, I, I'm not the kind of person who dresses up, so I did not dress up. Right on. Um, and uh, yeah, I just I went out. Well, Thursday night I went out and you know had a few drinks with a friend, and then Friday I ended up out again having a few drinks with friends. Saturday I was out again having a few drinks with friends, and you know really I would just uh, you know it, it, I guess at this point in time going out to the bars. Uh, it, it's fun on Halloween. I've never really liked dressing up. There's always you know the occasional turd of my head to be like oh pretty girl is wearing something awesome that's cool uh good for me that made my night and uh, then i go back to drinking my drink see i think you know being you it's a serious missed opportunity because 
Um, I'll get into why my Halloween plans fell through in a moment, but you can do what some of my coworkers did and uh, what me and my girlfriend were going to do had our plans not fallen through. And you, sh you should just do kiss makeup, bro. Yeah, you just know, just go out dressed normal with kiss makeup. Well, first of all, I did that like 20 years ago and nobody gave a shit. Yeah, um, where were you? Well, I was, I, I think I was in Mount Vernon. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, same. Oak Harbor, Mount Vernon, culturally, yeah, same. Like, they, you're in the wrong spot, man. You do that shit in the Midwest, people would be like, hell yeah, all night. Yeah, but it's that's freely. the thing is during the you know because last weekend there was some halloween celebrations i i played a gig that was at a halloween costume party and someone showed up dressed like paul stanley and well actually no 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 it's not even that they showed up dressed like paul stanley it was just a girl who had the paul stanley star did nothing with her hair yeah. and she wore a kiss shirt with short shorts and like so that was actually literally all repeated Saturday night when I walked by three girls that were all wearing Paul Stanley makeup. <laughs> they were all Paul short Stanley. Shorts. Yeah, they were all Paul Stanley. Mm -hmm. They were all wearing short shorts with fishnets and a kiss shirt just in case you didn't fucking get it. <laughs> the people oh, at my work had, there, yeah, was no. two, there was two Paul Stanleys um, and uh, there, was, there was one Ace Freely and one Gene Simmons, but no Peter Chris. But there was an Eric Carr. <laughs> there was a what? Eric Carr. Mm. Somebody did the Eric Carr face paint of the weird fox-looking thing. <laughs> my my buddy Richie, ah, oh, I love you. That was the funniest shit ever. Like, yeah, but did they did they put like the full costumes on? No, Richie was a cowboy with paint? Eric Carr face face paint. No, but I meant the other people. No, no, they're oh, all cooking. So they just did work. the face paint. Yeah, yeah. It's the ultimate yeah. lazy costume because it takes does yeah. take effort. Then you have to wear that shit on your face, but you don't have to get in like a full dressed out of your normal clothes kind of thing. Like it's perfect. Yeah. I wore a I wore my gold dust mask and t-shirt to work and I basically look like an adult version of one of those shitty kids costumes, you know, where it's just a t-shirt and a shitty plastic mask. It's like, "Yeah, you're the Hulk." It's like, "No, I'm a kid in a Hulk mask wearing a Hulk t-shirt. This this ain't doing it." <laughs> Uh, everybody put way more effort this year i don't know i just didn't plan well for halloween this year with the costumes and uh i guess that preparedness or lack of preparedness kind of carried over later into my night because i was gonna go see earth's halloween show before they went off on their european tour and i was very excited to do so earth is one of my favorite bands i try to go see them live every time they they stop into seattle um which is home for them but uh I get down to uh, downtown at the ferry in Bremerton here, and they're having, like, the big family downtown, shut down downtown, and all the kids trick-or-treating, you know, and I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of neat, made the traffic hell, and I barely made it to a parking spot, because all the other lots were taken and stuff, and I find, the, and I go to this one parking garage, and I find a spot right near the entrance, and I'm all super stoked, I got, like, a little over five minutes to run down to the ferry, I try to go pay for my parking, they've shut the meters off for the night. Because parking was free from 5 p.m. until 2 a.m. Well, I was trying to park overnight. And I couldn't pay for my parking. Yeah. So I got totally screwed at it because there was nowhere to park downtown. And I missed the ferry. And yeah, so. Why didn't you just Uber it to the uh, ferry? No, I was parking at the ferry. It was too late by then. It was 
Well, yeah, but you should have known that it was going to be. See, John, I don't, I don't have kids, so there's no way that anybody <laughs> told me about, like, hey, you know what's going on down Tan Tannis? You might want to check it out. Like, and I don't well, have, and I don't, should... I don't, and I don't have creepy pervert friends that would suggest a single, or not single, oh, how dare I, but a childless adult like me. Uh, go do that. I just meant unmarried child. You know, yeah, I'm in that yeah, category. Yeah, you're an God unmarried damn it. child. Candy, I love it. the hell out of you. All right. <laughs> you're an unmarried child. We, I, you could not have put it better. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm not changing a damn thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you had kids, you probably wouldn't have known any better anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time, I wouldn't have ooh. even been able to make plans. So, yeah, I should have had kids. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what I did. <laughs> oh shit. Well, well yeah, that's actually, no, you can, the what? reason why I had kids is so I wouldn't die alone. <laughs> Noah's slowly womp, learning. Womp. <laughs> Noah's slowly slowly learning what a dipshit you are, so don't that's still gonna happen probably. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. I had to tell him the other last night he was he's been talking to this girl and he you know he's like we're not dating we're not dating we're not dating and so i had to tell him about how like when i was younger and i would try to talk to girls and if i ever like actually got one on the other end of the phone and i would talk to her like for a while because you know i didn't know when this was going to happen again right um and uh then my my stepdad would be like yeah so is that your girlfriend and i'd be like no we're not dating that's not my girlfriend and he'd be like well you sure talk to her a lot and i'm like yeah i'm pretty sure she feels bad for me and then <laughs> you know the calls just kind of stopped and and then he was like you're making me sad and i'm like yeah it's uh <laughs> be glad you weren't me kid <laughs> <laughs> oh anyway that that's that's nice my my son is currently killing it with the ladies <laughs> well, he's he's got quite the haircut for a kid his age. Oh, he does that nice swoop over. It's like, oh, damn, dude! I never, I never touched my hair when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, until I, I got I to think, high school, well, then I started picking it out in a in a puff. But, he uh, he actually seems to uh, do okay with the the ladies. I've I've noticed, uh, you know, he's been more. Um, more you know going and showering on his own without me having to yell at him and and you know doing up his hair and there's less days of did you forget to put on deodorant dude you know so <laughs> oh, i'm sure he's gonna love that we're having this conversation he's never gonna listen to this so <laughs> i'm gonna make sure he does like your dad was talking about hey. how smelly you are on, on his podcast <laughs> yeah whatever <laughs> anyway um so anything that you've been listening to lately yeah actually i was really stoked um because i used to have uh, a couple of boris albums that i just lost through moving and uh, different points in my life when i just wasn't wasn't caring as much so i was like oh i need money i'm gonna sell my cds and shit like that so um yeah, this might have been one, a victim to me selling stuff, or it might have been stolen. I doubt it, though. But anyway, Boris put a bunch of their albums uh, on Spotify, their their older catalog, mm -hmm. and uh, Akuma no Uta is up there, and that is my second favorite Boris album. Like, it's really close to first, but 
Oh, we're going to be talking about my favorite Horus album within the next couple of months or so. so. Yeah. But um, yeah, I've been listening to that a lot. Um, I've probably listened to it like 10 times in the past week. That's cool. Yeah, it's fantastic. I just, uh, I love that album. Um, and also I've been listening to Chrome's Red Exposure because as you know, John, uh, the other week I went record shopping in a failed attempt to make a video to start out our YouTube channel for the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't get to talk to you about it. I didn't realize my phone sucked at taking video so bad. So yeah. bad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I need to get an actual camera if I'm going to do stuff like that. But anyway, I had some um, good experiences and uh, finding some really cool shit. One of which was a uh, 25th anniversary of Chrome's Red Exposure. I think it was a 25th anniversary or 30th. I can't remember. Either way, um, it's fantastic. That's my favorite Chrome album. Um, and it came on a limited edition of 300 uh, red vinyl. So, nice. Yeah, I was pretty stoked about that. I had a chance to uh, talk with the dude down at uh, Singles for a little bit. And um, yeah, it was cool. I kind of got to know him a little bit. And uh, I told him the story about how I had my hardest, one of my hardest laughs of my entire life in his store the first time I heard Patton Oswalt's Werewolves and Lollipops. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah, just kind of gushed a little bit about, like, just, like, the coolest shit that I found at his store over the years and how happy I am that every time I come in here, he's behind the counter. And, yeah, we started talking about Garage Rock Christmas 7 Inches from Norton, and, ah, it was fantastic. Like, I had a, a really good time. And, um, yeah, it was it was, it was was really cool getting to really chat with uh, one of my uh, clerk from... One of my, if not my favorite record store. So that's cool. I, uh, the last time I was in a record store was like, uh, just like three weeks ago. Not, not even three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, had to take someone to Duluth and uh, I stopped into Electric Fetus and I was actually Duluth? Sitting there thinking, yeah, Duluth? Duluth. Duluth is on fire. Oh no, you, you get out, just leave. You, you are done. <laughs> anyway, I was myself. at Electric Fetus Records in Duluth. I, I thought maybe you were like, oh yeah, I've been to Duluth many times. But I have. No, you had to make a dumb joke. I have. I've got oh, relatives have? in Minnesota, okay. bro. Yeah, I knew that. I thought they were all in like St. Paul and Minneapolis. Well, you know, we've been, we get around, you know, there's lots of lakes in the state to check out. I guess. I mean, that's the biggest one in the area. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know, man. I was I was a kid. I just know I've been through there. <laughs> anyway, uh so I was at Electric Fetus. I was thinking about, you know, like filming stuff, but then I was like, nah, I don't know. I I was just looking and and you know, I was getting some ideas for Noah's Christmas presents. Real whatever. quick, the way the way I approached the clerks at Holy Cow Records in Pike Place cuz that's another place I went to do that to give it a yeah. shot. <laughs> and uh at Singles, I just asked them. I was like, "Hey, do you mind if I privately record myself shopping? I don't want to bother you or any of your customers. I'm just pretty much only capturing the stuff I'm going to buy." And they were like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine." Like, you know, just state that like i'm yeah. not going to be bothering your customers like i just it's my own little yeah low key yeah. and yeah so 
Yeah, approach it yeah, like that exactly. if you ever want to. I can understand getting cold feet doing something like that. I felt like kind of a douche asking and then doing that, but then I got comfortable and I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm I'm trying to be productive here. I'm being passionate. Yeah, no, I was more just like, uh, I, I feel weird, I guess, filming myself. I will talk on a microphone all goddamn day, but, you know... Filming myself is weird. I look at it and I go, oh, I don't want to see that. Why would anybody else? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so while I was li- I was in there, um, I think when I walked in, it w- uh, they were playing Ario Speedwagon. And I was like, okay, th- th- well, I'm not exactly what I would have chosen. Um, but then I was walking over by the counter and he was changing the record. And then... Um, the music started playing and it was journey and i was like whoa going from ario speedwagon to journey huh it looks like it's a party up in here you better slow it down it's getting crazy he's like it's 70s day and i'm like all right i left shortly after that (laughs) (laughs) it's like that's his go-to 70s stuff really you're not gonna you're not gonna be trying to be that like arrogant asshole blowing people's minds uh, this yeah, is I mean, this is magma. They're a German psychedelic rock band. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they had to have had like a uh, New York Dolls album or or you know Raw Power or something in there that they could have played. Like, why go for you know? I mean, I don't want to say Ario is hot garbage, and neither is Journey. There are songs that are very enjoyable by both bands, but I just don't like the the you know the way that the sign is portrayed out on the outside building it looks like you know this is the place where you go and you talk about music and and we we've got some obscure shit in here yeah you know and and i mean i i guess there's one thing that i do hate about like shitting on certain bands and that is i mean the guys in ario and the guys in journey can play really fucking well they could write really good songs it's just not usually my cup of tea because it all kind of sounds it's a little too perfect. It it's the opposite of why I hate Nickelback. Like Nickelback has an overproduced sound that is too perfect where it sucks any of the fun out of rock and roll, but I don't think that they are like extremely well-versed musicians either. I think they just figured out they could do a few things and then they've used it to their advantage. I mean, the dudes in Journey were fucking studio musicians. They yeah, were Neil, doing Neil Sean, the, the the guitarist of Journey, fucking he was playing with Carlos Santana at Woodstock when he was like 16 or 17 or some shit. He was a, pretty yeah. much a prodigy, you know? Oh, yeah. No, no, that that's, I mean, extremely talented guys. Just, you know, not particularly my style. Yeah um but i mean some journey kicks ass like um i I straight up will forever love love and touch and squeezing like that song is a fucking ball dude yeah love and touch and squeezing is fucking awesome i i love that song and um uh 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 the one that's like ooh anytime that you need me um you know you know what i'm talking about uh no I think it's called Anytime. I like a it's really like the- cheesy Journey song a, a lot, too. It's from the Randy Jackson Raised on Radio era. And it's a song uh, called uh, Be Good to Yourself. 
I don't know if I've heard that. That that fucking song makes me want to jazzercise size my heart out. Um, if you have never heard any time after, after we get done here, go listen to it. Um, it is it's a it's a great tune, and I think it's one of the first ones to feature, um, Steve Perry. Yeah, have you heard that um, Journey album without Steve Perry? Well, there might have been two. I'm saying like there's a singular. There very well maybe two. I'm not very well versed, very well versed in that band, but um, has like a green cover, and they're all kind of jumping up at the camera, like they're jumping on a trampoline, but they're looking up. I don't know what I've heard. I I know that the the person who's singing on this song, um, for the most part, it's not it's not steve perry he literally just comes in at the end and well i i will have to say there there was a time in my life when it was really fun to hear don't stop believing and now that's just god damn it it's it's every time that i hear it now i'm just like i it's the same thing with bohemian rhapsody where people are like this is a song that i recognize from when my parents used to play me stuff and it's pretty good yeah, I'm one of those assholes that will instantly, like, be the uh, sulking guy in a bad mood in the corner. Like, I'll be up on cloud nine and having a blast, but a Bohemian Rhapsody comes along and, like, on at a bar and everybody starts fucking singing like we're in Beauty and the Goddamn Beast. I, I get so annoyed. Like, I just... Yeah! Ugh. Okay, thank you. That's why we are good friends. It's right up there with people playing instruments thing. on public transportation. <laughs> like fuck I, off i'm not your fucking audience i went uh i went with some friends to see this band called twerp up in st paul at uh the turf club a few weeks ago um i just uh, like uh friends of mine that i hadn't talked to in a while they invited me and i don't get invited to stuff that often so i was like oh okay yeah i'll go you know i just feel honored to be included um and i think it was because they needed someone to drive but you know i kind of overlooked that in the because of the fact that i don't get invited to munch um <laughs> but uh the opening act that they had was this guy and at first like i mean it was kind of like an adam and his package type thing where you know he's got a, he's got um a bunch of uh uh you know like uh like a loop station and synthesizers and whatever and that's doing most of the heavy lifting and then he'd go out and he actually had videos and stuff and it was crazy because it's i mean it's a very small place but uh they had video a video screen that came down and they were showing his videos on there that accompanied the music and he's dancing around singing to songs that he wrote he may necess not necessarily be performing them but he wrote them but then at the end he did something that i just groaned and rolled my eyes at and it, I just like looked and I was just like, oh, this is not I do not like this. <laughs> and um, he, he essentially, you know, was thanking everybody. He had he had gotten the crowd and heavily participating. They were like jumping up and down when he wanted them to. And so is he kind of like a Dan Deacon wannabe? Like kind of. Yeah. I mean, really, that's that's almost exactly what it was. I can't remember this guy's name, but. Um, at the end, Stan Steakin. Yeah, his name was Stan Steakin. At the end, he's like, I didn't write this song, but I want to play it for you. And I'm thinking he's going to do like some cover version or uh, of some song or whatever. 
but literally all he did oh. was just play Bohemian Rhapsody, and then he didn't even sing along with it on the microphone. He just sang. You know, he he held out a fake microphone to the crowd, and he sang along with them while they were singing. And it made me roll my eyes immediately. Yeah, I. Well, he was the the opening act, and I paid twenty bucks to see this other band. <laughs> And they were interesting. Uh, I mean, not probably something that I'm ever going to listen to again, but they were like this funk band that um, was dressed up like plastic superheroes. Okay. Um, they're called Twerp, but they stand for uh, it's Tupperware Recycle Party. Mm. And they're from Canada. So it was interesting. But. Anyway, yeah, I hated the guy beforehand for doing the fucking Bohemian Rhapsody thing. It was awful. Oofed. Yeah, um, that sounds rough. By the way, another fucking kick-ass Journey song is Stone in Love. That song oh, yeah. is fucking rib. Well, any way um, you want it. Well, but that was that, that was what I was actually going with. That's what reminded me of this, uh, besides the fact that you had said that you felt the same about uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Because um, I was saying that, you know... Well, and I love Queen. Yeah. Like, but that, it, it's just one of those songs that's just, I never need to hear it again. Like, yeah. Yeah. I got you. I, like I, Eleanor hey, man, Rigby I, I or, or All Star by Smash Mouth. It's just one of those, nobody needs to hear this again. <laughs> there's, there's no more influence or anything that could be done different with this ever. Like, just stop. It's, it's over. It's done. Like, that's how you really just drain the life out of a song. Yeah. This nonsense. So, anyway. <sighs> Go for it. Don't stop believing is also my the the same way I feel about Bohemian Rhapsody, right. um, and the one that's starting to do that to me is uh, any way you want it, and that's because I I personally have to play it every fucking weekend, uh, sometimes two or three times, uh, and so this band Twerp, they busted and it was a good cover they they fucking killed it but they busted into any way you want it and of course again every kid you know every person in that audience is like oh this is an 80s song i like how you're peeking your microphone so it was cutting out while you were doing those yeah well you're welcome (laughs) so anyway um as for me i can't i i had mentioned that i uh was i had downloaded a uh new album i can't even remember if, i hadn't listened to it when we talked about it oh yeah I we were talking about uh, what new mu- music we listened to huh yeah yeah <laughs> we got really off topic but uh hot topic i um hot pockets <laughs> hot topic hot pockets hey oh <laughs> um I I I can't get enough of the new Joe Cardamone Holy Wars. It's a fucking ripper. Uh the thing about this album is is I was thinking that it was going to be um it was going to be another like, you know, like journey kind of down the the wormhole of you know, th- there's darkness and echoes. Rare. What? Darkness and echoes. Yeah, like I I thought it was going to be another, you know, Slave Vows or Penance Array or even Black Lives at the Golden Coast. 
this is what it would sound like. This this album is literally, it, it's an R and B record. It's got fucking eight oh eights. It's got auto tune. It is the most fucking insane thing I've ever heard. If someone would have told me, you know, John, in two thousand eighteen, Joe Cardamone is going to put out like an R and B kind of modern R. No, and I'm not just talking about like like you know like soul influenced or six. No, I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know this is straight up fucking modern like R&B, but with Joe Cardamone singing and it's all I mean, this is all it's all just it's fucked up in so many good ways. It's it's um, I mean, really, I don't understand how Joe Cardamone hasn't been a bigger thing because. I mean, really, he's he's made albums that are are some of the best albums ever released, um, you know, with the Icarus line, uh, and now he's doing this, and like nobody's paying attention. You know, they're all shit in their pants because Tyler, the creator, is you know, well, Tyler was doing this thing where he was saying you know gay slurs a lot, but now he's making a record where he's a gay man trying to get another gay man back from his ex girlfriend. I mean. Igor is really good. I will I will give it that. Hold on. But this it it you know the certain things happen to catch, you know, major audiences' eyes and I will never understand why Joe Cardamone hasn't. I'm kind of glad it this kind of stuff hasn't. It just it, the Icarus line and some of that kind of surrounded buddyhead stuff, but mo mostly the icky. Um they they're one of the last bands that I, for me personally still feel special. Like, like I don't want to show them to people. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, I don't give it. a, I don't give a fuck if anybody else knows about them at this point. Like I, it's my special thing and I don't want anybody besides maybe you and a couple other people trying to talk to me about it. Like, cause I, I don't know. It's one of those last refuges of, you know, the internet destroyed so much of that and, Streaming services destroyed so much of that. You know, I used to be able to introduce people to botch. Now every single hardcore kid that's, you know, got a smartphone has probably heard botch now. You know what I mean? I like, Well, you know, I, I don't think that's the case, man. Well, there's such an influential band. Trust me. Definitely here in the Northwest. So I, real quick, um, this surprised the hell out of me. I was friends with this, this group of dudes who were like uh, probably seven years younger than me or so. Uh, a nice group of dudes, they invited me to, I met them at a party, and they invited me to be part of their D&D uh, &D group, and so I was like, yeah. hell yeah, bro, I'm I'm totally down, and I always felt like the old man there, which was kind of weird, but they're fucking nicest dudes. Uh, they uh, had this band, this kind of mathcore, hardcore band called See a Space Bandit, and um, they were like, come to our show, and I was like, hell yeah, I'll go to your show, so I went to one of their shows one time, and it was like, very Dillinger and botchy, and I was just like, oh, shit, you know, like, I, I, yeah, I, I was literally blown away by these dudes and the kind of music they were playing. I was like, oh, they're into super cool shit. And then all of a sudden, like, towards the end of their set, their singer's like, all right, this next song's a cover. Um, it's St. Matthew Returns to the Womb by Botch. And they just go into it. And I was like, what? Oh, wow. I just I just ran up on stage and grabbed one of the mics and sang the song with them because I could not contain myself. Like, I was just like, <laughs> no fucking way! Like, 
Uh, That's and, awesome. And so, yeah, I, I, it's kind of one of those things. And maybe it is because they are a Northwest band, and I'm still here in the Northwest, that the word about botch gets around a lot more. But it's one of those things that surprised me. But I never hear anybody bring up the Icarus line. I never hear anybody talk about them in any of the circles. The various music kind of peoples I interact with, whether it be online or in person. It's just me and you that end up talking about them. Yeah, no, nobody... I mean... Well, in that article that I was reading today about Aaron North, it I I was always that wouldn't have been written had he not been in Nine Inch Nails, though. <laughs> oh, exactly, exactly. But the the one one of the most curious things about it, I'd always wondered how much uh, Penitsore had sold. You know how much it sold? How much? It sold about seventeen thousand six hundred copies. That's wow. like nothing. I mean, they they really shit the bed on that one. That's one of those ones I bought that shit at singles. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's, you know, I, I bought, um, well, I got that, I told you I have that on vinyl, right? Yes, yes. And and it's, it's still That's why I'm going to rob you one day. <laughs> well, and I, bu- I mean, I think I only bought it for, I bought it on eBay, and this was years, like, when, um, so when the vinyl for that, uh, How did I forget released. this? Go ahead and finish. I gotta remember to tell you this. Holy shit! I'm oh. On the subject of the Icarus, keep going. So the vinyl gets released, uh, and by the time Buddy had actually put out the vinyl for Penance, uh, him and Joe Cardamone had had a huge falling out, and he was just like, "Fuck it, I'm only pressing." There, there's the initial run of 500, and I'm not pressing anymore. Was it Aaron and Joe? No, no, no. no. I mean, Aaron and Joe had a falling out but aaron and travis were still doing the buddy head thing all the way up until 2008 and but travis and travis and joe had a huge falling out. oh okay i didn't realize that they were like the bros yeah yeah i know and now they've they've actually rekindled their friendship over the last you know uh eight years or so um and both of them do not have anything to do with aaron north so uh even in the article that i was reading that was written in 2013 that just happened to pop up on my facebook as like a ben classic today and you know i was thinking it's because i've been listening to icarus line a lot but uh it could just be the fact that for some fucking reason everything to do with trent reznor is popping up on my goddamn facebook feed and it mostly has to do with the fact that he was you know has a co-songwriting on that stupid fucking old town road song yeah, Andy's um uh you know talk, he's also right now kind of hot in the news because he's uh, Nine Inch Nails you know is on the Rock and oh, Roll yeah, Hall of Fame Hall. nomination yeah. list. That's another thing that popped up there. But then, I was um, just like, and then he's uh, also with Atticus Ross who we did the um, Social Network score and soundtrack. With. Yeah, yeah, he's doing Watchmen. Yeah. Oh, okay. But anyway, so very um, relevant. I, that, that Aaron North article might have popped up because of the fact that he was in Nine Inch Nails. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but uh, apparently, like, Facebook is just like, you want to know everything that Trent's doing right now. And I was like, I mean, I love the guy, but I don't need to know everything. I mean, if it pops up with an article, like, Trent uh, literally just took a shit and he's probably going to go get some ice cream later. I'd be like, oh, okay, that's, that's, that's too much. I don't, I, that, I, I'm going to probably throw my phone. <laughs> anyway, um, um, on the subject of the Icarus line, before we move on, you know, I was talking about how I went record shopping, and I can't, yeah, 
fucking believe I almost forgot to tell you that I found this. Um, so, you know, it singles uh, up on the wall behind the counters in the register and stuff. There's uh, it's all the ra really kind of rare shit that costs more. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and then like stuff like picture discs and what, whatever gets put up there, too, you know, because they're 180 yeah. gram, a little more fragile. You don't just want those in the bins getting banged yeah. around um i can't, i was so stoked i spotted it and i was like is that what i think it is and it sure was i got from 1998 or 9 the uh ink and dagger and icarus line tour split picture disc seven inch oh nice yeah How much did that it was five fucking dollars well if you would have let me finish my story because of the fact that Travis was only going to let uh, 500 copies go of the buddy head. Hey, that uh, wasn't me. You're the one that started talking about Trent Reznor and trailed off. Yeah, uh, whatever. Anyway, because of the fact that, that uh, Travis was only going to release 500 copies of, of the vinyl version of uh, Penance, I was thinking, oh, shit, I should snag one of those because that's going to be worth some money. Um, I didn't, and I never did until one day, like, Six years later, I'm looking on eBay, and this guy, he's selling a fully sealed copy because he must have had the same idea I did, but it hadn't panned out. So he sold me a fully sealed copy of one of the original 500 for $7.50. Oh, my God. Probably less than what he paid for it. Oh, my God. And I think it's, a, I think it's colored vinyl. I, I hadn't looked at it yet. Damn. That's I, pretty like I said. You gotta let it breathe. You gotta open that bad boy up. Yeah, I, I will at some point because I, I have a feeling it's you know not gonna be worth much because nobody fucking knows how great that goddamn album is. It's it's a fucking crime. I think they're gonna be kind of like a band like Television was. You know, they never made it huge, but like kind of seen people knew about them. You know, and they made a couple yeah. of splashes in the industry, but never to the public. And uh, well, I, I mean, think it's the same. That's I think, the and, Stooges. but then like 20 years from now, a bunch of hipsters are going to be like, holy crap, how come nobody liked this? And it also doesn't <laughs> help that you can't get red and black attack or mono anymore. Like, uh, yeah. you'd have to hunt are those they, down in those... the used bin. They're not on any streaming services as far oh, as I, I know anymore. Say, well, I know I, I, I was probably one of the only people who listened to the Buddyhead podcast because... I think it only lasted like six or seven episodes, but that's where I knew that um, Travis and Joe had rekindled their friendship. There's a little bit in there about uh, the last time that Joe had talked to Aaron, and he um, he said that you know they they'd gotten together, they were gonna jam, and Aaron puts on his guitar and he starts playing stuff from the mono era and the penance era. And Joe's like, man, I don't even fuck with that shit anymore. And essentially, he was just like, yeah, it, it was sad. It was, uh, you know, uh, it, it was really depressing. And he told him to get the fuck out of there. And he, he hadn't talked to him since. <laughs> so I, 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 I got. So he got feeling... he got mad at him for playing old songs. I'm confused by that story. It, it essentially kind of uh, I mean, as in like, you know, that that was I think it was the fact that. um he uh wasn't willing to move on and progress which is what you know joe's been trying to do he, oh I mean, like like he was like, joe... like it was a kind of thing where he's like well i'm not doing any of this other stuff that you did yeah yeah oh, exactly okay. gotcha um 
and and Joe seems to have had a lot of falling outs with himself and songwriting partners over the direction he wanted to take album. Yeah. Um, but there there definitely is more to every uh, like the story, and I don't think either of them wanted to talk about it, yeah, even so in this article. And painful. Yeah, the uh, in 2013 that article, there's a lot where I mean they both decline interviews with Spen. And they both declined to say why, but they also said don't trust anything that Aaron North said. So I, 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 who fucking knows? Um, yeah, sometimes when anyway. you just need to leave somebody that might be toxic in your life behind, you just gotta just cut all ties and stop talking about it. Can't pull a fucking Eagles and make a career out of bad mouthing people you used to make music with, you know? Yeah, exactly. Or you, you can't pull a Fleetwood Mac and oh, make music that bad mouths the people you're making music with. Yeah, make a, right? make overrated <laughs> albums that hypnotize a generation of baby boomers for some fucking reason. <laughs> I, I you know, I'm not a huge Fleetwood Mac fan, but I do find I, I mean that is like the ultimate like the ultimate payback is making someone play a song or sing a song that you wrote for them about how much of an asshole they are <laughs> like that there is there is a special little like little hint of sweet revenge in there um <laughs> i i kind of I, I i had um i had wanted to do something like that there was an ex-girlfriend that had, had talked to me about you know maybe writing some songs and maybe you know like recording oh, you did do that you, you you i remember you wrote us oh never mind that not that you made someone else I just remember free ride. You remember what? I'm not your free ride. You don't remember that, do you? No. It was like a band practice that you maybe had once. And uh, you were starting a rock and roll band with like Sean Mann and that Kirk guy. Mm. And you recorded yeah, something in your, in your living room with a drum machine. Oh. <laughs> And I remember it really well for some reason. I think it was the first time I was at any sort of band practice. I think that's maybe why it's burned into my brain. Uh-oh. But yeah, when John yeah. was like 18, he wrote a song called Free Ride. I'm not your free ride. And I, I remember <laughs> who it was by. by yeah? All. Or about. Blah, blah. <clears throat> yeah, who was it about? I remember who it was about. But I'll say it after the podcast because there's no point yeah anyway um i uh i i'd always kind of want to like i was thinking you know oh okay we're gonna write music together how about i write you know some lyrics and make her sing them but they would be like apologies or you know about what an asshole she could be but it, it never panned out <laughs> it would have been kind of funny it would have no well shit anyway. don't should we wrap things up? Yeah, let's do this. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening once again. And, um, yeah, I want to put something out there real quick. Um, let's see if we have anybody bite at this. Uh, I just had a good friend of mine drop out from going to see Cave-In with me in Seattle. Uh, let me look up the date real quick, because I'm really bad at remembering that type of stuff. Ba-da-da, Cave in Seattle, Cave in Seattle, 
So, uh, yeah, November 19th, uh, which is a Tuesday at El Corazon, uh, Cave-In is playing the last date of their current tour. And uh, I have a spare ticket. So if anybody would like to meet up and snag that off of me, why don't you email me at thinkclassiccast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, we'll see if maybe we can get one of you listeners. And any of you in real life friends that are listening, this is open to you, too. So just, you know how to hit me up. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to put that out of there. I got a spare cave and ticket. So if you'd like to go to a show with me and my girlfriend or just nab the ticket and hang out by yourself, hit me up. But uh, do you have anything else to add, John? I don't. I, it looks like we've had we've officially had our first concert contest. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's going to the tenth caller right now. <laughs> yeah, I should say it go, it's going to go to the first person that emails me about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, all right, folks. Um, co- tune in next week and catch our episode about the Ramones' rocket to Russia. And uh, until then, we'll say goodbye. And from me and from John, y'all have a good night and a good day. Bye-bye. Goodbye.